You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Sponsored in part by Warp Zone Video Games and Beyond. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Welcome to another episode of Nerd Overload, your safe haven in our clown-infested world. I'm Cody. I'm Sam. And I'm Samantha. We have a great show for y'all. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, how about those clowns, guys? <laughs> those clowns. Marion recently has been uh, under siege by imaginary clowns. <laughs> yeah, totally fictitious clowns, apparently, I guess. But anyway, uh, we have a bunch of news for you. But first, let's get into some things we've been checking out. So uh, what kind of non-clown related things have you guys been checking out? Oh, they've always been in the back of my head the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> been playing the new Deus Ex that just came out a couple of weeks ago. Okay, cool. Um, it's really good. I mean, it's very similar to the other one. Um, yeah, I can't really tell a difference. <laughs> it's, it's a first person. Uh, it's not really just first person. It pulls into third person where you're sneaking around, but it's a... A real narrative-based, first-person shootery kind of Bioshockian cyberpunk cyberpunk game, uh, where you're a guy who's who's seriously augmented his body with like prosthetic sunglasses okay. yeah. and yeah, face-mounted the, the sunglasses, those sweets, face shades. Yeah, yeah I saw those. He's I basically Neo. Is he though? <laughs> I guess he kind of is. He the way does, he looks. He does. Oh man, I thought he looked so cool. And now you're making me think maybe he doesn't look so cool. Not so much. I'm sorry. He has a very well manicured beard. <laughs> All the hair on there is pretty weird. Yeah. Well, like it's for video game hair. It's pretty good. It doesn't move. But it still, yeah, knows. it still looks kind of weird. Just that pasted on like. Yeah. But it looks nice. Though. It looks better than. I don't know how to describe it. You just have to see it. It's better than like Metal Gear. Uh, Metal Gear was it four, where like Meryl just had like a big plastic helmet of hair. <laughs> so what I'm taking away from this game is nice hair, nice hair, the, good beards, good beards. Clothes are really interesting too. Oh yeah, the the clo- the fashion design is really cool because it looks just like really cool future clothes. Okay, cool. With a lot of cool. like geometric shapes and built a lot of in. clear like plastic too yeah oh, that's a that's kind of blade runnery a little bit yeah it, it is all very blade runnery a lot of conspiracies and like the the main thing that's going on right now i'm not that far into the game but mm-hmm. uh he got knocked out in a terrorist bomb it takes place in a world where there's augmented people and then there's non-augmented people and they don't get along okay <laughs> because in the previous game a uh, bad guy sent out a signal that made all of the augmented people go nuts and like start attacking people. So now the whole world is kind of cautious about augmented people because they're afraid that's going to happen again. Gotcha. And they're treated like second-class citizens. And, e, yeah. Mm. Uh, a little bit of a kind of good sci-fi metaphor for our current culture in ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> Uh, but you get knocked out in a terrorist bombing, and you wake up, and you go to your Og doctor, who's this kind of, like, cool punk rock mad scientist type character. Nice. He's pretty shady. Yeah, he's a shady dude, but <laughs> I really like his character. Like, if I was going to cosplay somebody from this game, it would be him. <laughs> but he finds these augments in you, and you don't know where they came from. Mm. And they're, like, these nuts, like shooting blades out of your arms and like super powerful stuff and you don't know who put them there and why and right now you're trying to figure that out okay interesting 
Um, and there's another, like, a bigger conspiracy, but I haven't really gotten far enough to <laughs> uncover more than that. But the gameplay is really solid. Um, everything in the game, you can tell they put just a lot of thought into it. Okay, that's from, good. From the systems to the character design to the clothes, like, everything. It's, like, kind of one of the, like, a thinking man's <laughs> first-person shooter, too. Well, that's good. See, a game like that really needs to be, like, really almost over-designed and with the world building and everything because... Um, if you're trying to build an immersive universe and try to make allegories for real world kind of things, you have to make it as good as yeah. possible. You can't have any cracks in the armor, you know? And if it's so. like too gamey, then it'll, that will conflict with the narrative. Yes. And like, yeah, otherwise you're just shooting like targets and yeah. Yeah. Which I'm really bad at it though, too. I've oh, got yeah. it on easy <laughs> mode and I still am awful. <laughs> You're not very good at sneaking. No, I don't have the patience for it. <laughs> <laughs> we watched some of the new Fox shows that started up again. Oh, yeah? Yeah, this, we watched the second Zorn. Yeah? Is it as good as the first? Yeah. Oh, good. I mean, it's very sitcom-y. Like, if you're going in expecting it to be, like... A, a zany cartoon. It's Yeah, it's not. It's actually pretty grounded as much as a, a show with a He-Man guy <laughs> is going to be. In the new one, like... His ex-wife is trying to get him to move all his garbage out of the, out of their garage, and he's got all, <laughs> like a bunch of mystic artifacts in yeah. there. And he finds the was it the Stone of Seeing? Yeah, that just lets him spy on people. <laughs> and he uses it to spy on a girl that his son likes, so he can give him tips on how to like impress her and mm-hmm. stuff. That sounds really sitcommy. Yeah, it is. Like, That's awesome. Like, if you go into it, like, expecting, you know, a goofy sitcom, that's what it is, and it's good. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That sounds really cool. Uh, have you heard anything about how the show was made? Like, did they use, like, a mocap person in place of Zorn or anything? I know there's a person that they use when they're filming, because in the credits, there's a credit for IRL Zorn. <laughs> oh, okay. So there's a stand-in for him, but I don't know how they actually animate it. Hmm. That'd be something to look up. Yeah. There was a part where uh, where his son is holding up his sword with the seeing stone on it, and they actually they CG'd this the sword. It's 3D. Oh wow! So they it's a little bit of 3D in there along with the 2D Zorn. Interesting. That's really cool. A lot of his jokes about him trying to work in the work in his like crappy job where he sells soap dispensers was pretty good. <laughs> like he refuses to use the script to sell that they give him to sell soap dispensers. He's just talking about. Just crazy murder stuff. <laughs> so he's not going back to his island. Like, he's just moved to yeah, California. Yeah, he's got, like, a really sad apartment. <laughs> when his son comes over, he's like, if you want, I got some some meat chilling in the toilet or something. <laughs> but it's a good show. I like it a lot. It's different than you would expect. Good. Fox needs different. Yeah. And I think it fits in there with the the Simpsons and the Bob's Burgers and and Family Guy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't quite hear that last one. (laughs) Family Guy. I do not like Family Guy anymore. There was a very brief point in my life where I enjoyed Family Guy. Like, when they came back from their first cancellation, like, that one season, I think, was good. Yeah. And then it just dipped right back down. It's got. It's just gotten really lazy. Yeah. And do you think that's part of that's because uh, Seth MacFarlane has a um, limited role in it? Like he just comes in and does the voices. He yeah. doesn't really write for it. Or oh anything yeah, I like don't think anymore. he gives two craps about it anymore. At this point, it's a paycheck. Exactly. Yeah. He's making all that TED money. 
<laughs> I never saw the second Ted. I didn't either, and I heard it was really good. Actually, I enjoyed the first Ted. Yeah, I went into I the surprised. first Ted thinking I wasn't going to like it, and uh, yeah. I absolutely did. I yeah. thought it was pretty good. <laughs> Seth MacFarlane has it in him to make good things still. He but... does when he, when he cares about it. Yeah. When he's just jobbing it. <laughs> like that movie, what was it? The uh, uh, Million Ways to Die in the West or whatever? Or yeah, that's what yeah, that's what it was. It's garbage. Really, I never that saw was, that. That was terrible. I saw that in theaters, and that was just not. It looked like enjoyable. it was about uh, like a movie, movie, like a parody movie, movie it, level. A lot thing. of it was. Yeah, uh, there were there was a lot of that. Although it did have the guy who played Mister Belding from <laughs> Saved by the Bell as a carnival barker in one scene, and Django shows up. Jamie Foxx shows up at the end because earlier in the show, in the movie, um, Seth MacFarlane's character is telling. Um, God, what's her name? Um, uh, Furiosa. Oh, uh, Charlie. Charlie Theron. Yeah, telling her that you know I don't go to the fairs. People die at the fair, and they the one the shooting game was super super racist. Like it was like old timey shoot the <laughs> like the one in Bioshock you can, Infinite. You can take a guess where I'm leading with that. <laughs> yeah. And the after credit scene, and I'm telling you all this because don't see the movie. It's terrible. <laughs> It's this guy, you know, showing up and is working the carnival thing and he gets a weird look on his, like a scared look on his face and then he sh- gets shot and the camera pants swings around and it's Jamie Foxx's Django saying, people die at the fair, <laughs> cut to black, wow. which it was out the, the, around the same time as, so. Man, if Tarantino wanted to make another Django movie, I would say go for it, please. I would be down. Yeah. That movie ruled. Yeah. That was an awesome movie. In the same universe as The Man with the Iron Fists. Really? Yeah. That was that was kind of a thing that it's happening concurrently. So we could see the Riza pop up as the monk or the blacksmith with his iron fist yeah. powered by chi. That's a good movie. Man I with the iron to, fist. I need to see yeah. that because that it is looks a, really awesome. That's a really good movie. You could tell that the it was like the Riza's first first or second thing major thing that he had directed, and he was just throwing a lot of ideas in there. But it was it was pretty good. It was a good movie. Like, after Hateful Eight, I'm just a little bit tired of the Tarantino Spaghetti Western. A little bit. But I could do another Django. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. We'll get get Christoph Waltz and uh, um, Jamie Foxx in there. And they're, yeah. Yeah. We're good. I mean, Hateful Eight was pretty good. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Yeah. But I, I don't think it was up to his usual standard. Well, Tarantino's got to slip somewhere. Yeah. No one can be perfect forever. <laughs> I mean, it was a, the bottle episode of Tarantino movies because that was the whole conceit of the movie. Yeah, and, but, he, and he hadn't done that before, so yeah. hey, why not? You want to talk about Batman? Yes, let's talk about Batman. Yeah, I played let's talk this, about Batman. I played the second episode of Telltale series Batman. Yeah? Which uh, actually kind of changes up a lot of... Oh, a lot, actually. A lot of Batman mythos. They're okay. going their own way I with I welcome this. it, though. I think okay. it's interesting. Let's, oh, yeah, let's it hear it. A I want more interesting. I want to hear it. Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to... I won't overly spoil it, but I, I will. I mean, they kind of hint at it. Okay, let, let's say five but... minutes to spoil it, and then we'll jump back out. <laughs> uh, Batman's parents seem to literally be involved with the mob. Like, seriously. Okay. And Batman... J- He's playing through the memories of his parents' murder in his head, and you kind of mm-hmm. play through it and watch it. And he realizes Joe Chill was a hired hitman yeah. to kill his parents because they were getting too out of... Why'd they kill him? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Well, Mayor, Mayor Hill got them killed. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> the, the Waynes 
Mayor Hill and Falcone are all kind of running Gotham. They're super powerful in Gotham. Sure, yeah. And Mayor Hill has his parents killed. Wow. And Bruce Wayne goes through and finds this out that that it wasn't just a cold-blooded murder in the street. Huh. So he has kind of a different motivation going on. Another weird thing is my choices seemingly caused Two-Face to happen. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. There's a scene toward the end where it's like, you can either help Catwoman or you can help Harvey Dent. And I'm like, well, I'm going to help Catwoman because she's awesome. <laughs> and a we'll smoosh that lady. Yeah. <laughs> There's the part where you can choose to try and kiss Catwoman and she doesn't go for it. She's like, kind of like pushes you away. And at the end it said like, I think 80% of players tried to <laughs> try to smooch Catwoman. It's like, why, why would you not? I mean, hey, if the, op- if the opportunity's there, I guess, you know? So. I would take it. Yeah, sure. But because I didn't help Harvey Dent, a stage light fell on his head and burnt half his face. <laughs> the penguin shoved it onto his face. Oh, yeah, the penguin, yeah, shoved it onto his oh, face. Oh, wow, wow. Which the penguin's kind of different. He's not like a little like, squat man. Then, like... Uh, the Waynes like buy his family's property or something, and like that's... well, it it turns out the Waynes, uh, Thomas Wayne, forced his mother to to sell it, sell him the property by locking her up in Arkham. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, Thomas Wayne has has kind of has a habit of locking people he doesn't like. Up well, he in was Arkham. he was a doctor, so he could yeah he could do that. That's yeah that is that is some twists. And, and, and that's qu- kind of cool. I kind of like this it. This set of bad guys are people that he locked up in Arkham and are mad, and they're going after you know Gotham and Bruce Wayne. Yeah, interesting. That's there's a guy in a mask that shows up in a in like a live streamed video <laughs> during uh, they take over a mayor de mayoral. I can't talk. Mayoral. 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 That's a tough one. <laughs> Mayoral debate between Harvey Dent and uh, Mayor Hill. Okay. And the Penguin takes it over and he plays this this stream from this guy in Arkham calling himself the Children of Arkham and he's a dude in a mask and you don't know who he is. Okay. That sounds really interesting. I like that twist. I like it a lot. There's a sweet barroom fight with you and Catwoman. Yeah, it, well, that's actually, it's Bruce Wayne and Selina Kyle end up in a barroom fight and the... The choreography, the fight choreography is nuts. It's really good. Excellent. The The fights didn't feel as forced and crappy with the real time, the quick time events this time around. It, it all around felt like an improvement on the first episode. Well, there's, there was a point where you, you're going to meet Mayor Hill and you can choose to go as Bruce Wayne or as Batman, mm. which is an interesting kind of decision to make. Interesting, it yeah. It makes you think about it like, well, what would happen? Yeah. yeah. Like, do you want to go in as charming, smooth-talking Bruce Wayne, or do you want to go up in as Batman and beat up the and mayor? Just beat everybody up, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interesting. Which one did you choose? I choose. I chose Bruce Wayne. Ah, uh, okay. Because they said something about what, what is the public going to think if you're dressed as Batman and go punch the mayor? <laughs> yeah, true. Good point. <laughs> and the results on that one was like fifty-fifty on what the other players. Oh, did. really? Oh, wow. It, it's really interesting to see what other people pick. Yeah, that does. That is cool. And it's it's really just the whole idea of the game because everybody has their idea on who Batman is and what he would do. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting to see you know what people do. <laughs> their picture of Batman is. Yeah, yeah. 
That's very interesting. It's a huh. really good game. I was kind of lukewarm on it after the first one, but the second episode, like, I'm a lot more into it You're now in? than I was. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Very cool. It's worth picking up. I mean, it's only 30 bucks for the whole season. Yeah. Is it just a console or is it a PC as well? It's PC, it's PC. and console. Okay. The PC version seems... I don't know if they're all kind of janky. It's a little bit janky. Yeah. It's that Telltale Engine showing it's that, its age Yeah, again. it's a little bit of jank. Yeah. Um, okay. But, I mean, you can... It's worth pushing through the jank. Okay. <laughs> okay. I wonder how the console ones work, though. I don't know. They might be better because they have higher uh, QA standards That's than true. PC does. Yeah. Which is none. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, I checked out a couple things um, this week. I watched a documentary. It's up on Netflix called Atari Game Over. And the conceit of the uh, doc was um, a few years ago. I guess it was about a year, maybe a year and a half ago. Um, they unearthed the um, old uh, Atari-like landfill uh, out in Alamogoro, um, New Mexico. I think it's New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, I, I guess um, the the legend was the uh, game uh, E.T. for the Atari uh, was so bad and sold so poorly that they just dumped thousands of them into this landfill and it, covered it up. It, I thought it actually sold really, really well, but people started returning. They returned it. it, it yeah, so crappy. It was not, yeah. That's uh, eventually that's what they get to. Yeah, they they sold. They were expecting like five million dollar or five million dollars worth of sales. They sold three and about one and a half were returned. So they wow. ended up just kind of, yeah. Anyway, the documentary goes around and talks about the, uh, the beginning of Atari and how, uh, um, um, Nolan Bushnell and his uh, partner were originally in, uh, arcade cabinets and decided we're going to try to build an arcade cabinet guts into a thing that you can plug into your TV. And that's where Pong came from and everything. And, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the programmer kind of mentality from the, from the seventies, where it was a lot of parties, a lot of, yeah. yeah, a lot of drug use, a lot of, like the, the way though, that one of the talking heads that they, uh, that they talked with was the guy who originally created the ET game along with a handful of others. And I can't think of the guy's name off the top of my head. Uh, but his whole thing was like, yeah, man, we were all the geeks and the outcasts and stuff. And all of a sudden we're being treated like rock stars with money and girls and drugs and all this stuff. And it was a, it was just a, the Atari campus was just one giant party from the way it sounds, <laughs> but they talked to him. They talked to an, uh, writer, Ernest Klein, who did the book ready player one, which is going to be a movie here pretty soon. And Spielberg movie. Spielberg movie. Yeah. 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 I wonder if it'll be good. I want to say right now, I would watch an AMC show that was about the Atari campus in the seventies. I would too. I absolutely would. <laughs> like that a would... Mad Men style. Uh huh. Yeah, that would be really cool. Kind of Mad Men meets Halt and Catch Fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or the Silicon Valley kind of. Yeah. Uh, kind of take on that, but uh, but no, they they talk about that. They talk about how um the game the uh, games back then usually took about six months to program. From scratch, basically. Which is crazy to it's, think about. It's crazy to... Th yeah. Because you could make those Atari games in about six minutes now. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. But back then, it was like... It was new. They were pushing boundaries. And uh, the deal was he had to create the E.T. game in five weeks, beginning to end, without seeing the movie, <laughs> with only getting kind of a broad idea of what the movie was about. And it was approved by George or uh, uh, Steven Spielberg. He's, Spielberg loved it. He thought it was a great idea for the game. He thought it was, you know, he thought yeah, it was good. He, he initially thought they were just going to make like Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And the guy was like, no, I can do better than Pac-Man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and um, it was, the game was erroneously um, labeled as the reason Atari went under. It was the beginning of the end. As it turns out, it was happening well before. Yeah, there was a lot of factors. There, there. was a lot. There was a lot. and Including the bad Pac-Man port that they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were a lot of worse games yeah. than, than the oh, E.T. Yeah, game. Oh, yeah. I'll be the first to say E.T. Is, is not that. It's not an industry-destroyingly bad game. It's not top of the worst games of all time list. No, I wouldn't even like put some it in people, the top five. No, I wouldn't either. It's, top ten, maybe. But yeah, top five, It's no. just kind of misguided mm-hmm. and overcomplicated. They're trying I mean, to do too much. Yeah. I mean, the world, it has a cube-shaped world to mm-hmm. it that's really interesting and complex and way too much, I think, for the Just time. way too much, yeah. Anyway, um, while this while they're discussing all of this, they're also going through the um, archaeological, like, how, how they're trying to find the particular spot where all of the Ataris were buried because they narrowed it down from the entire um, dump site down to, like, five acres or three acres from like it was like a 20 yeah yeah, it was like a 20 acre stretch but they narrowed it down to three acres and they had to dig down far enough to where they were hitting um like trash and newspapers from like a specific date (laughs) wow and they ended up going down like 23 feet through concrete and and everything else and they found them that's that's the end of the story is that they actually found it as it turns out it wasn't just et it was a bunch of other games what it was was uh, Atari was on its way out and they needed to just get rid of unsold s- stock. So it was a it was a um, a holding company that was so far removed from Atari to not even be associated with them, just paid and dumped it. <laughs> that's that's all it was. So it wasn't like there's a treasure trove of ETs. There was like Defender and there was like really good games in there as well. It was just a, you know, a warehouse that just, they just decided to liquidate and dump. But, uh, but no, the doc is really good. It's only about an hour long and it's pretty funny. It was directed by a guy named Zach Penn, who actually, uh, is a writer, uh, for, for like movies. He did the, uh, um, fantastic four movies. The, the two that are okay. <laughs> not the latest one, not the latest hated. one and not the 94 one. Like the, the two that the, the, um, uh, Jessica Alba ones. Isn't that weird that that's the one, that's the actress I go to when I think of those Fantastic well, Four movies? I couldn't tell no, that's you. That's the only person I could think of yeah. too. Yeah, I guess Michael Chiklis, but eh. you don't see him. No. Yeah, she's probably the. She's biggest probably the. Yeah, in that she movie. she really kind of is. Yeah, but uh, but no, it's it's interesting. And she plays a woman who's invisible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the doc's really good. It's online. It's uh, it's on Netflix. It's only about an hour long. I'd say check it out. It's really really good. Uh, cameo by George R. R. Martin. Nice. Yeah. At one point, uh, Ernest Klein decided he's going to he's going to go to this dig site on the day of the digging in a DeLorean with a stuffed ET from when, from his childhood, and he had to go and get his DeLorean, which he let George R. R. Martin borrow for something. So there's a thing where it's like him shaking George R. R. Martin's hand and going, "Yeah, man, it drives pretty good. You know, all right. Hey, see you later. Get back to work." Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't you writing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but no, it's really good. Uh, the other thing I checked out is uh, I'm still playing Dragon Quest Seven. I've been playing. Yeah. I'm me too, but at a slower pace. <laughs> yeah, I'm about forty five hours in. Well, I I have a lot of downtime at my job, uh, but I'm almost through getting all of the islands back. I have like three left. Which is another about eh, about five or six hours to Depending go. Depending on how much they make you walk. Uh, yeah. 
and the game has done some really good things about cutting to black and letting you kind of jump so it kind of saves a little bit of time but not as much as they should <laughs> not as much as they should i i'm still really enjoying the game it's bringing back a lot of memories of playing it the first time around there are a, li- a couple little things here and there that i don't know i'm kind of um i don't know just not quite lining up right but not enough to actually be an actual complaint yeah the biggest thing are the names the biggest Changing thing are they the changed they changed the name on every named character in this in the game every named town every name has been changed and it makes looking things up online <laughs> all bare because you have to go and look up first what the name was changed to and then look up the old name <laughs> and then look up changes between what the old game and the new game to make sure that everything is where it should be at least they didn't change uh kiefer or kiefer and marybelle uh yeah they did they did yeah they're... i thought his name was prince his name was kiefer that's the only one they uh. really didn't change marybelle was like something else it had like a v in it or something really like i could have sworn it was marybelle no it's something else. it was something huh. else it was that's like that's how foggy my just, memories are it's just game. a little bit off like uh, uh, Melvin, the 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 you know ancient hero of time, is now Mervin. Mervin. M e r v y n, and yeah, they just changed things just enough to make it really difficult to find anything because there are no strategy guides out for this game. It's <laughs> it's too new. So uh, I think their changes go a long way for the flavor of the game, though. It's, yeah, I agree. It keeps it it keeps it consistent with the other Dragon Quest games. Yes. Yes. But yeah, I can see where it can be a huge pain in the butt there too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, I like Maribel. Yeah, she, I do too. She's a real sass basket. Yep, she really <laughs> is. Yes. Oh, there's some bad pop up on the maps too. The trees and stuff will just pop into existence. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Some of that, yeah. Yeah, it's not great, but that's nitpicking. It is. It <laughs> it's is. Really it's, it's still a really it good game. It doesn't affect gameplay at all. No, not one bit. It's a, it's an amazing Dragon Quest. It's just not an incredibly well-paced Dragon Quest. Yeah, it's it only, is slow. The oh only my flaw God, I could slow. give it is the pacing could use a lot of work. Yeah, like I said, I'm close to 50 hours in, and I'm halfway through the story. <laughs> it is really, really slow. I mean, it's a lot of game for your value, but uh, also true. a lot of padding. Yeah, and like <laughs> we were saying before the show, it doesn't it doesn't care about your time. No, it has no respect for your time whatsoever. No. It's like you're going to jump in? Okay, get ready cuz here it comes. I mean, at least it's a portable game. Like, True. <laughs> and you, and you can't suspend the game by turning the closing the the case and Yeah, you know, and you so can quick save too. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's okay, but but no, I enjoy the game. Anyway, let's go ahead and take a break here and when we come back, we'll have some news. Nerd Overload is sponsored in part by Warp Zone, video games and beyond. Warp Zone is the place for all your gaming needs, like modern, vintage, and import video games, as well as gaming collectibles. Warp Zone, video games and beyond is located at 4496 Cemetery Road in Hilliard, 614-219-1997, and Warp Zone on Facebook. Straight into the fire Living on hope Driven by passion One burning desire Make a stand, never fall Taking it all It's a war 
We're back. That was Warrior by Stan Bush off the Shadow Warrior 2 soundtrack. Cody, why did we play that song? Um, because it's a new original song from Stan Bush, the guy that did The Touch the from touch. the Transformers movie. He has the touch and the power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Perfect. I was hoping. I was hoping. But they're, they're doing a sequel to Shadow Warrior, which is an old uh, first-person shooter in the style of like Duke Nukem 3D from the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, they already did one reboot, surprisingly good, turned out pretty good. It had the touch in it at nice. the beginning is kind of a, a joke. Yeah. And now this new one, the sequel is actually going to have an original Sandbush song in it. That's which, excellent. Which, which, which you, cool. you just heard. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. So <laughs> very, very cool. I was surprised at how good that, that Shadow Warrior uh, reboot was. See, I haven't played it, so I'm... They do a lot of interesting things with uh, sword mechanics in first person. Oh, right on. Which, I mean, it's that's a good idea for a game called <laughs> Shadow Warrior, where you can have a sword. Like, the original, you had a sword, but it just worked like how crappy melee weapons in uh, first person shooters do. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, the sword is what you use when you ran out of bullets. <laughs> <laughs> 
but in this game, it, it has like power to shoot beams. You can do spin moves and like oh, all kinds of cool, cool stuff, which Excellent. is different for first person. Yeah, that does sound really cool. And they they kind of dialed down, uh, dialed back uh, the main character's personality enough to where it wasn't ridiculous. Okay. Not as kind of racist. Not kind. <laughs> the original game was racist. <laughs> just just the worst like Chinese stereotype jokes mm, you could think of. This gotcha. game was full of them. Yeah. But they they dialed back on that, thank God, and it's actually a pretty. It's a really good game. Uh, you can get it for pretty cheap on Steam if you want to check out the original. I'd, oh. I'd recommend it. Excellent. Yeah, I have to do that for sure. And listeners, you have to try that too. <laughs> Why not? Uh, let's get into a little bit of news here, and actually, let's start with something that actually popped up last week. We didn't get a chance to talk talk about the uh, Power Rangers movie. We talked about the Zords. We complained. We complained and long. Yes, <laughs> I don't know if it was long, but we complained we, a lot. <laughs> we complained quite a bit about those Zords. Uh, totally skipping over the actual like bit of good news, I guess. <laughs> uh, they cast Bill Hader as the voice of Alpha Five, the little robot buddy for Zordon. Which I mean, Bill Hader's great. He's great. He's a great voice actor. Yeah. I like the stuff. You, you know he was BB-8, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he has a history of doing vo- robot voices, yeah. I guess. Uh, there's only one thing that kind of, I don't know, I'm a little worried about. and A little bit. And it goes along with how I'm worried about the rest of the movie and how it's probably not going to be any good. Uh, the pro- the thing I see is everything that's come out from pow- this Power Rangers movie has been grim and realistic and gritty and dark and serious and look at us oh whoops i'm editorializing well oops oops (laughs) yeah oops whoops Whoops. uh but they have all this grim serious stuff and then all of a sudden bill Hader as the voice of the plucky robot as your pal robo goofers yeah (laughs) i want that movie yeah your pal robo goofers i like that i like that a lot uh but it's, it's okay because they'll change all the voice acting to uh, uh, Tony Shalhoub before the movie comes out. That's it. Yes. <laughs> Tony Shalhoub and uh, uh, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, just, I don't know. It's, I'm, a, I'm afraid he's going to stick out like a sore thumb, right? But I don't know. Maybe this is signs that maybe the movie's not as grim, dark, serious as it's, we're being led to believe. It's funny because all the casting that's not the Power Rangers is actually it's pretty excellent. rad. <laughs> yeah, Brian Cranston and uh, 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 Rita. Oh God, what's her Elizabeth name? Banks. Elizabeth yeah, Banks. Elizabeth Banks. God, why did why How did, did we have, both blank on freaking Elizabeth Banks? I'm having a heck Banks. of a time remembering names today. Gee, many <laughs> Christmas, but yeah, that casting is excellent. Why are the Rangers a bunch of kids nobody cares about? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they gotta be kids, but I mean, there's probably better kids. There are better pick. kids out there. Who like Taylor Swift? And- I would actually. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Give her a bad Australian accent and make her cat from the third season of Power Rangers up through tur- the halfway through Turbo. Yes, I know Power Rangers. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who else you would cast, but I'm not interested in any of these kids. I'm not interested. But- I'm. I'm. My interest in seeing Becky G. In this movie is like zero. I and that's the only one that I know I can pick the name out because I don't know why. Let's age him down and have it just be all the kids from Stranger Things. That would be cool. Yep, I'd be in for that. Sure, but uh, but no, Bill Hader. I think it'll be a good 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 child ranger. Yes, <laughs> I need a team of seven year olds with attitude. Uh, no, they did that too in Zio, or no, it was Turbo. It was that kid, that kid that was the Blue Ranger who would age up into an adult when he would morph. 
because they, the Japanese footage wouldn't line up otherwise. No, actually, the oh, really? the no the well, yeah, they had to age him into an adult when he was a Blue Ranger. <laughs> but no, the kid was like the cousin Oliver of, of the show. They're like, oh yeah, man, ratings be. are ratings are dropping. What do we need? A entry point character. <laughs> That's this little kid who's also a super genius <laughs> because kids can relate. <laughs> they like that Dexter's Lab. Also, Bulk and Skull were monkeys in that series. That was a weird year. <laughs> it was a sad year for the Power Rangers. That was a very weird year for the Power Rangers. Anyway, uh, enough about Power Rangers. Let's move on to <laughs> something else. J.J. Abrams says they're just like real close to announcing the Portal movie he's making. Portal, sure. Portal, why not? Valve's classic uh, first-person puzzler. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Yeah, I can't think of anybody better to make this movie than J.J. Abrams. I mean, why not? <laughs> he, yeah. And the aesthetics there, because his Star Trek movies were very clean and, you know, stuff. And that's yeah. kind of where what a lot of Portal is. Mm-hmm. Like, clean lines and stuff like that. White, like, Apple Store-looking uh, yeah. environment. Yeah. Um, I tell you, I'll be excited when they cast the main... Shell. Like, yeah. Who's going to play Shell? Is she going to talk? I would hope not. I would hope not, but it's a movie, so she probably will. Yeah, she, we kind of have to, I guess. And they have to get the, the voice for GLaDOS, right? Yeah, it has to be that same lady or it's not yeah. going to work. I hey, forget what her, Ellen McClain or something, I think, I think is her name like or something that. like but yeah, that. Yeah, they would have to do that. Stephen Merchant mm-hmm. again. They'd have to. It'd actually be a really easy movie to Yeah, I mean, make, it's already almost there. Yeah. And, it, and Portal was very cinematic, kind of, yeah. wasn't it? So I they, mean, it's, They'd have to pull into Portal 2. Yeah, probably. Because there's not enough story yeah. for one. I think movie. it's not terribly cinematic. There's a but there's a lot of story going on that's around. What yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm at. So um, I had to get uh, J.K. J.K. in there. J.K. Simons. He was in Portal Two. He's Cave Johnson. Oh, nice. The guy that owns the whole company. Okay, right on. <laughs> he was really good. He's really good in everything. Yeah. But he was he really is. good in Portal Two. Yeah, he's yeah he is good in everything. So. It's just a lot of him yelling and, you know. And that's good. J. Jonah Jameson get up. I mean, that's more or less who Cave Johnson is. Yeah. If K- if J. Jonah Jameson was a insane science man with no morals. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of uh, J.K. Simmons, um, did you see the promo for the uh, Justice League movie with him as um, no. Commissioner Gordon? He's off in the distance. He's like standing in front of the bat signal. Like he's on the roof. Like he lit the, the signal up. So he's kind of in the distance and he's wearing, but he's wearing the, the trench coat and the hat and he just has the mustache. He doesn't have the full mountain man beard and you can't see his giant ripped arms. So <laughs> he's not bulging out of his trench coat. He, he looked like uh, an older Commissioner Gordon. That's and cool. so that's good. That's good. I want to miss him in Marvel movies. Uh, yeah. I wish he were J. I'm Jonah Jameson. Sh- I'm sure he's not allowed to be J. Jonah Jameson anymore. I have that, and that's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Because he is. Nobody else can play that role as good as he No, no one can. Who Who would they get, do you think? I can't even think I, of. I don't even know. Yeah. I, I got nothing yeah. on that yeah. one. I mean, if you're going with the idea that J. Jonah Jameson was a stand-in for Stan Lee, you get Brian Cranston, but then again, he's... Power Rangers, he's yeah. Zordon, so I don't know what <laughs> if that would work, but yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I I read somewhere that um, Stan Lee has already filmed four cameos for the next bunch of Marvel movies. I have a very sad theory about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get as many of them in as possible while he's still ambulatory. Able. Yeah, dude's ninety three. Yeah, I mean. 
that's cool. That means he's going to be in Marvel movies from now until forever. Yeah. <laughs> so right on. Uh, okay, moving on to something else. Uh, there is a live action-ish Lion King movie being made. It doesn't make any sense to me at all because there's not people there's, there in are it no to peop- film. Yeah, that's that's the whole point. I mean, um, we were talking before, and like the Jungle Book gets a pass because it was almost all CGI characters, but there was a real person in there. There were a couple of real people in yeah. there. There are no real people in Lion King. They are only animals. <laughs> so it's basically just a a CG animated movie that looks real. A, a hyper-realistic CG movie. <laughs> so, okay, I guess. Why not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Disney does a pretty good job with their their live-action movies. Yeah, I adaptations, think all of them so. have been... Pre- I, haven't, I don't think I've seen any of them, actually, but they all do pretty well... Critic-wise. I've heard good things about them. Yeah. They do pretty okay. Uh, the second uh, Alice in Wonderland movie was not, in my opinion, super Oh, I didn't like the first Great. One. Well, then you're really not going to like the second <laughs> one. Uh, <laughs> unless you love Johnny Depp. Uh, I'm pretty ambivalent toward Johnny Depp. These days? Yes, I agree. Oh, yeah. Although, if you watch the Netflix uh, Donald Trump's Art of the Deal movie where he plays Donald Trump, it is incredible. <laughs> really? I haven't seen that. It's to... hilarious. It's worth it just for that. Yeah. I will have to. Also, have to... Kenny Loggins wrote an original song <laughs> called Art of the Deal for the movie. That's hilarious. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I will have to check that out. And that is the closest thing to politics you're ever going to hear on this show. <laughs> uh, but no, live action Lion King. Uh, it's being directed by John Favreau. And he does good work. Yeah, and he did sure. the Jungle Book. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Why not? Okay. <laughs> he did that movie Chef. I like that movie a lot. <laughs> yeah. He was Happy Hogan in Iron Man 1 and 2 and also the director. So, hey. I heard they're going to bring him back for one of the movies. Yeah, he's going to pop up somewhere. And that's great. Cool. I like the character. If I mean, if I was directing a Marvel movie, I would put myself in there as some sort of side character that Absol- would reappear. I Absolutely. Mean- <laughs> Same here. Why not? You Hey, get yourself a, a little bit of that Marvel money. Yeah. <laughs> That'll pay you forever. Like, that's a check that's going to... <laughs> it's he's never going to go away. It's never going to go away. Yeah. CG singing lions. Like, I don't... Are yeah. there going to be songs? I don't know. The other Disney movies don't really have songs. Yeah, they cut the songs out, which seems nuts to me. Yeah. Like, a good portion of the enjoyment of those movies are the pretty solid musical numbers that they have. I yeah, especially Lion King. That was like Elton John and Tim Rice, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Lion King's got a good soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, you can have a Lion King movie without "I Just Can't Wait to Be King" in it, or Akuna like, Matata. Yeah, yeah, or JTT. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's not doing anything. He could come back for it. You know what? He'd be old enough to play old Simba. Yeah, so yeah. he could be Mufasa. He could be. Oh, no, that's got to be, they got to get, um, what's his name? Oh, was it James Earl James Jones? James Earl Jones. Yeah. Simba. Simba. This is CNN. <laughs> I am your father. Really? I am. Yeah. No, no, seriously. <laughs> but no, I, yeah, why not? Okay, cool. I'm probably not going to see it. <laughs> I want to see him get around the Little Mermaid because that's going to be weird to film. That's going to be weird. It's all underwater. Yeah. That's, that would be real weird. That's probably why they've kind of skipped over it, because they're still trying to figure it out. Uh, I mean, that's going to be a lot of CG, but, I mean, it's people. Yeah, I mean, it's it is people. people. Like, how the heck are they going to do it? Yeah. 
Oh, <laughs> I don't know. They've already locked into doing it too. Like. Yeah. So yeah, Ugh, I don't know. I hope Beauty and the Beast is good. I've heard good things. I mean, I've heard Emma good things. Watson is pretty great. I think yeah. that's a good good casting as Belle. I agree. I think of the Harry Potter children, I think she has the mo- she's the most likely to break out of the yeah that mold where Daniel Radcliffe's gonna be he's gonna be going back to the Harry Potter well forever. They do you know old Harry Potter the story the cursed child or whatever he'll yeah. probably well, he hasn't really had a big movie that he was in other than Harry Potter that was really well received. That Not I think really. Of. I mean, he was in that uh, Now You See Me two. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. <laughs> What's that weird doctor show he was on with John Hamm? That was oh. that got really good. What was that show? The Doctor's Notebook? Something like that. Was it a Netflix or a... I think it was an AMC, like a miniseries. I don't know. Yeah, that, that looked like it was pretty good. But still, he hasn't captured the world's imagination as another character yet no. to separate <laughs> him from being Harry Potter boy yeah. for the rest of his life. Yeah. And I mean, what, Rupert Grant, he just owns an ice cream truck? <laughs> what really yeah seriously he bought like an ice cream truck that's what he does and that's what he does <laughs> hey whatever makes you happy man yeah I, totally hey i don't know sure why not yeah just tool around the london countryside in an <laughs> so ice cream trunk to kids I yeah mean, that's not weird at all imagine being that <laughs> being that kid that like goes get ice cream with his freaking ron weasley's <laughs> that would that'd be pretty rad or, or okay flip side how would you like to be that kid that would go get ice cream and it's 40-year-old Ron Weasley? <laughs> okay, now it's a little weird. Yeah, now it's a little weird. I made it weird. Okay. It's 40-year-old Ron Weasley. <laughs> hey, kids, remember me from the Harry Potters? No, they've since rebooted it, and it's someone else now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Hermione is Becky G now. <laughs> Oh God! Uh. <laughs> Hermione was always my favorite Harry Potter character. Hands, oh yeah, hands down. Yeah, I don't know. I was always a fan of Neville. Good old Neville Longbottom. Good old Neville Longbottom. You know who turned out to be a bigger deal toward the he, end. He did. They yeah. He was kind of a big deal there at the end. And so he's pretty hot now. You seen pictures <laughs> of him recently? He, I have. He got buffed. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Well, you know, when you're a little kid and you're being told, hey, you're playing the weird looking kid in this multi-billion dollar movie franchise. So you got to have a little bit of rebound on that. It's like, no, I'm not going to be the weird kid. I'm not going to be Neville Longbottom my whole life. <laughs> there was a Twitter exchange a while ago between him and J.K. Rowling after he did like this modeling shoot where you could basically see his whole junk. <laughs> you can see his whole Neville Longbottom. <laughs> And I forget what J.K. Rowling said, but it was pretty funny. It was like, oh, darling, put put on some pants yeah, or something, something like that. Yeah, I, I remember that too. Yeah, yeah. I love J.K. Rowling. She's a she's an amazing lady. She she is. She's a great Twitter follow if if you're into that. She's very sarcastic. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, let's move on to some other stuff here. Uh, here's something I could talk about real quick, and it's kind of about a video game, and it's kind of about 
computers. So it's sort of tech news. Kind of tech news. So by way of video game news, <laughs> buckle in. Okay, uh, Street Fighter Five. Buckle in. We're going deep. We're going deep. Yeah, uh, Street deep Fighter. Lips. Yes. Yeah, kind of actually a little bit. Uh, Street Fighter Five is a popular fighting game that is out, and um, it's on PS4 and PC. And when you have a game that's on PC, you get people who cheat a lot. And the big thing uh, that people have been cheating in this game is uh, there's like in-game currency that you use to buy different characters and stages and different colors for your character, stuff like that. That is also real money DLC. It can be. It's either you play and get real good and not have to pay for anything or you just buy the DLC. And, or you uh, cheat. <laughs> or, you, or you cheat. You buy it. You, yeah, you get a little program and it generates infinite amount of fight money is what, what they're calling it, fight money. And so Capcom has decided that they need to combat this. It's basically people printing counterfeit <laughs> currency for their and, game and taking it to Capcom and basically stealing and getting from away them. with it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so um, the one thing that Capcom has, Capcom has said is that they want to keep the game DRM free. They don't want any whatever on it. That, uh, how do you describe DRM to people who might not know what that is? It's they, they don't want the stamp of like, this is our game that you are borrowing. Kind of, kind of, sort of, kind of like that. They want to keep it, you know, well, that, you bought the game, I mean, you own the game. It has a pretty healthy mod community too. It does. And they don't want to make, they don't want to lose that. Exactly. If you DRM it, then you couldn't do you that couldn't anymore. Do, ex- exactly. So what they did instead was they created a little, in this latest patch, which was, a couple more stages and they actually added um, some of the cool things. They added a new character, Urian, who was from third strike is a really interesting character. And they added um, side of the battle map uh, ring out animations. Oh, nice. So if you punch someone as the final hit on the edge, they'll like get knocked into something. And there's one, there's actually one where a bunch of Kiwis fly down after you get knocked <laughs> out. And they're like, they almost look like they're going to eat you kind of <laughs> a little bit. But, uh, but no, the other thing that they did was they installed something called a root kit into a system, your system 32 file on your PC in a very hidden place. Uh, root kits are little bits of code that allow uh, a remote user a level zero clearance onto your PC so that they can uh, do <laughs> whatever they want. Whatever they want. <laughs> uh, the Capcom is using this as a way to run concurrently with the street fighter so that they can scout for specific programs that are running during the game and basically shut off your game. Be like, no, you're not doing this. Stop stealing fight money. <laughs> yeah. The problem is root kits are more casually known as viruses <laughs> that hackers use as a backdoor into your PC so that they can load whatever kind of malware or virus into your system that they want because that gives you it's like it's like the, the the Looney Tunes cartoon where you had the sheepdog and the and Wiley e. Coyote and they always they always had the bit where like the Wiley e. Coyote would dig down underneath the ground and try to steal the sheep out from underneath. <laughs> I actually thought of that analogy in the shower this morning. I, I'm, I'm it's a good really, one. I'm really yeah. proud of that it's one. It's a really good one. Yeah, but anyway, that's that's kind of what this rootkit is, and uh, it shares lines of code with known viruses. And so, so anyone going to trip your McAfee, your McAfee is going to get upset. Well, no, it's it's in behind because it's a it's an officially licensed oh, bit really? of so it's Capcom got... software. So oh, it gets great. behind your virus protection. So uh, anyone who has half an idea what they're doing when it comes to viruses can now get could theoretically get into any PC 
that has Street Fighter V installed, which is like a lot of people. And if if you own Street Fighter V, you own it on Steam, which if somebody knows your Steam name, they can look it up and see what games you have. And if you have Street Fighter V on there, they now know they can get into your computer. Yep, pretty much. Now, um, (laughs) Capcom has rolled this back. Anyone who updates the game now, like I updated it this morning. I waited. Uh, Basically, it it was a huge download anyway, so I was waiting on it. Um, the update now doesn't have that rootkit in it anymore, but anyone who has uh, like day one, like updated will have this thing. And, uh, the rollback doesn't delete the file off your computer. So you actually have to go into your windows. Yeah. You have to go into your windows system 32 folder and find capcom capcom.sys and delete that out. Get rid of it because it could cause you major, major problems. Wow. So, yeah. Thanks, Street Fighter. There should have been somebody at Capcom that's like, hey, this is a really bad idea. And there probably was, but it took uh, a bunch of people on Reddit going, hey, this is really bad before. Because I can understand them wanting to stop people making their own fight money because that's more or less stealing straight from Capcom. Oh, I can, I can understand yeah. that, but... That they went about it like the absolute worst way. Oh, yeah. You oh, could. absolutely. It was really bad. Um, they should just tie the fight money to your name mm-hmm. on a server somewhere so you can't edit the amounts without going to that server. And that's probably what they're going to end up doing. It's probably going to put a little more lag onto their servers, and that's probably why they didn't do it first. Yeah, because when you have a fighting game, you lag is the last thing it is the absolute last thing it's a death knell for the game yeah oh for sure like um uh, guilty gear the new one there's lag everywhere oh like the the netcode is not good on that game the last king of fighters apparently had really bad yeah but they're working on it yeah they are working on it which is a fantastic game by the way i know i know i've said it on the show before that it was great but uh I feel like I need to say it again. That King of Fighters is really good. Yeah, I like all the fighters except for that one that has like headphones and the red and blue hands. I don't remember that one. He's one of the new fighters, but he was weird. I just like, uh, was it Sylvia Paula Paula? Oh, yeah. Which is basically, I forget what her name is, but a Japanese pop star. Like, they just 100% lifted her whole aesthetic and personality. Pretty much. And put yeah. it in their own character. Yeah, pretty much. Her animations are hilarious. Just mm-hmm. like her, even her walking animation is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have time for one more super quick news article. Let's talk about the tick. Yeah, let's talk about the tick. Yes. Because we love the tick here. Yeah. <laughs> So good news for Tick fans and people who have Amazon Video. They picked up the uh, for a season. They picked up the new Tick show. Ten episodes. Yep. And I'm super excited. Yeah, it's which super great. It's great because that pilot episode was really, really was good. Very, very good. They took it in a different way than what I expected, but mm-hmm. it was good. <laughs> yeah. And I can't wait to see what they do with the rest of the season. Yeah. Like, flesh out the rest of the the story like they're, and they're telling an actual story here along mm-hmm. with the tick goofiness that you would come to expect which is something they don't do very often with the tick that yeah is, the tick is not really the original tick comic was built for longer stories but for the most part it's been like standalone kind of one shot kind of thing so it's yeah. interesting it's really cool to see him actually get like a story arc for sure and it's not just the tick that got picked up it's all three of their uh, pilot season shows the uh, Jean-Claude Van Johnson and uh, I Love Dick. Which now we have you saying Now we have recording. me saying that. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> awesome. See, here's the thing. I'm the one that edits it. So oh, I, that's true. I, <laughs> no. I could 
Yeah, I could just forget to cut that one out if I, uh, yeah. <laughs> they picked up all three shows, The Tick and Jean-Claude Van Van Johnson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but no, this is really cool. I'm really excited for it. And I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to actually using my Amazon video for yeah. once. I have, I, I have Prime and I, I never use Same the here. Video. I totally forget about it. And you know, even the Amazon app will pop up with pop-up saying, hey, don't forget you have Amazon video. Don't don't forget you guys. Don't please please, please watch the show. Please remember us. So, uh, but it's great. It's great. I'm I excited. I need to dial back on my streaming services. I'm currently subscribed to way too many at once. Oh really? Yeah, I've got Netflix. I've got Hulu. I've got CISO. Yeah. Crunchyroll. Oh wow. And Amazon Video. <laughs> wow, that's that's one less than what I have. So yeah. <laughs> No, one more than what I have. Sorry, back, re- reverse that. I think but. I'm going to drop Crunchyroll, even though it's great. Yeah. I mean, I just don't watch enough anime. I mean, I, was, <laughs> I, mean, I can watch JoJo on the computer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. You can find that stuff online. It'll, it, it'll be all right. You'll live. Uh, yeah, I think, actually, with that, we're just about at time. So uh, you've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. This is the part where Josh would tell you that you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdoverloadradio. You can email us with any questions or comments at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can tweet at us at nerd underscore overload, and you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nerd Overload TV, yep. which you know, gets, also gets the shows up on there. Yeah, right now that's where a lot of the shows are ending up. We promise there's going to be other content up there eventually. Eventually. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher, so you can check us out there. And you know what? I never say this, but why not? Uh, if you're on iTunes and you check us out, why not give us a rating and review? Yeah, give us those five stars. Yeah. Because it really helps us out. Yeah. It, we don't get nearly enough of those. Yeah, so we, don't, cool. we don't really advertise the show anywhere. No. So doing this would help us get on some sort of list on iTunes, maybe, if just, we get enough. Just to l- get more yeah. people to listen to the show. And tell your That's, friends. Yeah, tell your friends. Why not? <laughs> do, us a, do us a solid. Yeah. Tell your friends. Be a pal. So <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you all for tuning in. And until next week. Peace out. I almost forgot to say it. <laughs> this show was sponsored in part by Warp Zone Video Games and Beyond. <laughs>